it's not about learning the tactics. It's about learning how to become the person that can use the tactics. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people that did dope stuff. Today's no different. We got Mr. Dan Henry. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure people have seen your ads. If, they've, if, <laughs> if, they, if they're online... Unless they have a restraining order against me. Yeah. <laughs> These stock people That's online what it takes to get rid of my ads. Really? Um, I mean, I mean I <laughs> sometimes. It, 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 it's terrible because whenever I break up with a girlfriend, she has to see all my ads for the rest of her life. So it's terrible. But... <laughs> Goodness gracious. Dan Henry, how are you, man? I'm, I'm fantastic. Better now that I'm talking to you. Oh, that's yes. exciting. That's yeah. exciting. Man, I want to um, I want to just like, for, for those that don't know, kind of just let them know like the things that you've accomplished, like why they need to know you. And then we're going to go back to like how you built this empire of a brand, of a business. Because you built your personal brand and a big business, too. A couple of big businesses. You're just an amazing entrepreneur. First off, how old are you? I'm 35. Really? Yeah. You look 20-something. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Money keep you young. <laughs> so, so, how, so, so give me some, um, some stats on, like, some businesses that you built. If you were going to write a Forbes article, what would they say? Oh, man. Well, uh, some of them didn't do so good, so I might leave some of them out. Right. right? Um, <laughs> so, I, so I'm the founder of GetClients.com. Um, you can tell by the name we, we help people get clients. Thus, you know, yeah, where you must have had that for a while, unless you bought that name. I bought it. Um, I actually bought it from a woman who, uh, her husband owned the, he owned that domain for years, mm. and um, I guess he died, and she was liquidating his domains. I got it for like five grand. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Got you lucky. have any more? I hate to be insensitive. I actually, I, I know, right? Terribly insensitive. <laughs> so actually, I got HowToThink.com, my new company, for three grand. Yeah, I am blessed with. Crazy domain deals. I, whenever I find a domain that has that crazy deal, I yeah. take it as a sign that I need to do something. I need to build a company around it because those are just like abnormally good deals. Absolutely. You know? Goodness gracious. <laughs> okay, so go, All go right, with I got your you. All right. So I'll give you the high level overview. So uh, getclients.com, I built 25 million. Um, and here's where it really came down to. I delivered pizza for seven years. And I know everybody's heard that story, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to, like, change my story <laughs> just because everybody <laughs> delivered pizza. Well, I never you know? heard that about you, dude. So. <laughs> so, so, so seven years, and here's what happened. I, I would buy book after book after book. And, you know, I think a lot of us do this. We, we buy a book, and we ask ourselves, when am I going to read this book? Yeah. And then we don't read the book, and then we ask ourselves again, when are we going to read a book? When are we going to read a book? Sure. And then we eventually that book collects dust. And I did that until one day I trudged up um, 17 flights of stairs because the place had no elevator in negative 16, negative 52 with wind chill degree weather. Uh, I got this, gave this guy's pizza. He stiffs me. And then he tells me I forgot like his condiments. I had to drive all the way back, go back, deliver his pizza or, or give him the condiments because he was so angry and he still stiffed me. And that day I went home and I made a decision to finally pick up a book and read. Wow. And that was the day I made a decision. And um, I, then I picked up another book and I read it. And then I picked up another book and I read it. And then I picked up another book. What was book the first I read book it. that you read? That um, I believe the first book I read was 48 Laws of Power. Mm. Uh, and then I read like a ton. I could be wrong on that, but right, it's right. best of my rec recollection. And I just kept reading. And eventually I 
I started small, you know, I built websites for people, all, you know, a lot of us did. And eventually I got to the point where, um, you know, I was, I got into affiliate marketing. I did pretty good with that. And then, you know, I, things went south there. So I took the money and I, I started a, a bar, a local bar. And hold on, hold on. How old were you when you I was 20, sold pizza? When you stopped selling pizzas? Um, probably 20, uh, I'm bad with time. Maybe 24, 25, 26, something like so that. So from a teenager to mid-20s, you're mm-hmm. selling pizzas. Well, no, no, teenager, I was washing dishes, cooking. Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. This pizza boy was a step up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a step up. Um, you know, I had a car, so, right. you know. Right, but right. I, I basically, in a nutshell, to not make the story too long, started a bar. I really like the story, though. I All really right, get well, into the story, so, only because... So, so, there's somebody right now that's watching that like delivers pizzas or working at. I worked at the Cheesecake Factory for six years. Okay, like a server. Fantastic. Too, and um, I, I, uh, I I've, I've had like my moment of disgust, and I'm guessing like the guy stiffs you. You're walking up and down. You're like, yo, I'm better than this. So you decide to. Well, pick I up said a to book. myself, I want to become better than this. Mm. I wasn't better. That's a big misconception. I think a lot of people have. They say I'm better than this, and and and. The truth is you have the potential to be better than this, but you have to tap into it. You have to make that decision to read that book, to take that action, to do those things. Because if you were better than this, you wouldn't be working there. You have the potential to be better. So you have the realization like, yo, I am, I'm not the person that I need to be. Right. First. Exactly. You know what? That's different though. Because a lot of people, they think it's the circumstances that'll blame the job or they'll blame the government or to blame something else. You like really owned it. Like, okay, first step is, I need to read something. I got to get something else in right. my head. Well, well, the simple way to do this is imagine where you want to be in 10 years. Think mm-hmm. of how that person would behave. Think of the behaviors they would do and, and how they would live their life. And then just be that person now. Live like that now. And mm. boom. I mean, that, that's a huge... For instance, here's another misconception. People say, well, here's how you can build confidence. You build, there, is, there is no way to build confidence. Anybody, no? no. Anybody that tells you that you can build confidence is a complete liar. And they don't know what they're talking about. And I'll tell you why. You don't build competent, uh, confidence. You build competence. And as a byproduct of competence, you get confidence. Ooh. And that's the, that's the hard truth of it. So the, yeah. the book reading builds, builds a little more competence. Competence, which then gave me confidence to take action. People who try to take action without competence, they, they wake up every morning. And I, and I mean, how many times have you... It, I mean, you're successful now, but think back. How many times have you woken up and said to yourself, you know, why am I not taking action? Why am I not getting out of bed? Why am I not doing this? I'm better than this. I I need to have more confidence. But you never thought to ask yourself, what, you know, what actions can I take to create the confidence I need to be confident? If you've never boxed a day in your life and you got into a boxing ring with even an amateur boxer, what do you think is going to happen? Knocked out. Yeah, and you're not going to have the confidence. But if you take boxing lessons and you train, now what are you going to have when you get in there? Confidence. Confidence. People miss, and I and I misunderstood how to better myself for a long time because I just thought, oh, I'll just be better instead of reading books and learning mm. and investing in myself to learn how to be better. You can't, you can't say I'm going to fly because I just I should be able to fly. You got to take flying yeah. lessons, or you crash. Man, I was uh, I was on Clubhouse one day. And Ty Lopez was talking, and he said something. Some kid asked him, um, you know, what would you do in my situation? I think the kid was like 17, 18 or whatever. Um, You know, what could I do to be successful? And I didn't, and I'm in the personal development space, but I didn't understand his answer until right now. He said, I would buy 
every course that I can get my hands on from like the people that other people say are scammers. Because the process isn't, it's not about how valuable the information is. It's the process of getting in the habit of like just trying to learn something. Okay, like how did, who is this person that's selling this product and how did they become the person to sell the product? Maybe I'll buy the product and I'll learn it and I'll just, I'll just go through every course that I can find. And he said, that's what I would do if I was 17, 18 years old. That's good But advice. I guess it's not, he's like, yo, I'll find any trainer to teach me at a box to get into the ring. It doesn't matter. It's just the process of it. That, it, 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 it finally just clicked. He said, I don't care if it works or not. I'll just buy the courses. Well, I, 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 and, and to go further than that, I believe maybe um, another point to consider on that is that anything will work if you do it well. Mm. And, and it's not about learning the tactics. It's about learning how to become the person that can use the tactics yeah. and, and execute the tactics. And that's what people miss. You know, there's, oh, mindset, mindset. If you're the type of person that says, I don't need mindset help, you need it more than anyone. <laughs> I mean, really, yes. you really do. Like, right. like that, that is a, I, that's how I know, you know? Because, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you, I've, I've, you know, I, I've been paid upwards of $100,000 for business consulting. And every single time I get a question, nine times out of 10, 9.9 .9 times out of 10, it is not an actual business question. It all comes back to critical thinking, mindset, or how you, view yourself so that yourself can make the move you need to make. It always comes back to that. And that's what really got me about it because I expected, I've been on thousands of coaching calls. I've, I, we have over 1,100 high-ticket clients at getclients.com. And I promise you, the number one thing that has helped people is showing them how to become the best version of, version of themselves so that they can execute the tactics that we give them. It is insane how key that is. And it, it sounds fluffy. But if you really break it down on like a clinical psychological level, there is massive evidence for that. Yeah, this interview is helping me right now. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so, um, okay, we you read the book. You want to go back to the pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well we, re we read the book, and then we start building websites. But I want to know what sparked, so, let me build a website. So, so I was just looking for a way. I, I, I said, I'm going to obtain a skill, I'm going to learn that skill, and I'm going to charge to execute that skill, building websites. So I did that for a while. Then I learned affiliate marketing. I got some pretty good income there. But then this whole SEO thing happened. Uh, I lost that income. You know, Google changed its mm. rankings. So I opened a bar. Oh, so you built websites and then you're, you're studying how to market the website? No, I mean, so all I, the affiliates. Yeah, I started doing affiliate gotcha. marketing because I didn't want to work with clients anymore. Gotcha. Because uh, I wasn't charging enough, which I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I took a break from internet marketing and online business. Mm. And I started a, a bar. I needed to learn how to get customers into the bar. So what did I have to do? I had to learn things like Facebook ads and online marketing. Yeah. So I got good at that, built the bar up. I sold it for very, very uh, a whoa, large profit. Whoa, whoa, bro. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So you, how, how long did you own the bar? I owned the bar for 14 months. And in the state of Florida, 99% of bars fail within the first year. Um, which I always told myself that means that I don't have to worry about 99% of my competitors. Uh, <laughs> really? But I flipped it for a modest $300,000 profit in 14 months. And it all came from me filling the bar with, you know, marketing skills. Um, hmm. What was the name of the bar? Aqua Bar and Lounge. Aqua Bar and Aqua Lounge. Bar and Lounge. In what city? Where was this? It's in Spring Hill, Florida. Spring uh, Hill, yeah, Florida. Yeah, where I'm from. Very rural, uh, just... 
you would have never heard of it. You, you, you have no uh, idea where it's at. You don't want to know. <laughs> How much money were you making like per month in the bar? Oh, it, uh, I was maybe taking an owner's salary of $1,500 a week, mm. maybe two, which for a bar owner is most bar owners are just happy getting free not drinks and, and, you know, <laughs> but, uh, and not to lose the bar. Mm. Um, but anyway, th- that's where I learned my core marketing skills mm. and that just snowballed into different iterations. Like I, I started an agency where I did marketing for other local businesses. And then I started consulting other agencies on how to grow theirs. Gotcha. And then, you know, a couple of years later I started, um, you know, I just tried to level up each time until eventually I landed on the realization because we 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 had thousands of clients at one point, and we were selling a meat as an agency. Um, no, 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 not as an agency. I had about I don't know, maybe fifteen clients, which yeah. is a decent amount for an yeah, agency. For sure. Um, but I wanted to get out of that. I wanted to teach because I don't know if you can tell or not, but. I get fulfillment out of teaching. Yes. And we're going to get to the teaching, yeah. but there's so many things, so many questions I got, especially about you start a bar, 14 months later, you sell the bar. Yeah. How yeah. did this acquisition come about? Okay, so this is an interesting story. Um, I'm just trying to be conscious of your time here. Bro, so. I have nothing to do but talk to you. This is, okay, let me tell you real quick. Part of the reason I started this podcast is, one, it's it's... Sometimes it's the tactics where people tell me what to right. do, but it's something about the story that inspires me and that I get... When you told me that you started a bar and sold it 14 months later, I'm building a podcasting studio. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in that. Like, yo, how did that happen? Okay. But two, um, um, I forgot what two was, but one, I just really, really like stories. I really, really like stories. And I think stories help people as well so i want to know i'll how tell you the happened. story of it uh i was walking down I, look when i i don't know if you can tell or not but when opportunity knocks i i like to answer the door <laughs> so i was walking down the street uh i don't even remember why i was there i was in some little plaza i think i was getting dog food or something and um there was this bar that looked closed but it looked like it had a bunch of it looked like it was closed but it shouldn't have been closed and i was very confused so i walked into the leasing office (laughs) and i said hey i'd like to get a beer is is this bar open and she's like oh no we kicked them out because they wouldn't pay their their rent Mm. and we kicked them out and we seized all of their equipment and all this stuff i'm like oh wow and i'm like well what are you doing with the space and she's like well we need to find a new renter And and keep in mind i had never owned a bar ever right okay now, so I, you weren't like researching, let me bar- own a bar. No, you were no, walking no. And, down and, the street. Yeah, and, and they had just kicked them out. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. How much is, are you asking? And she said, $2,500 a month for rent. And I said, and oh, what, is that, what does that include? She says, well, if you rent it for $2,500, here's what I'll do. I will give you all the equipment. Well, I won't give it to you, but you can use it. All mm-hmm. the equipment, the fryers, the bar. Um, the refrigerators, everything you need to own a bar, it's all there. Right. You can just use it. Including That's in, in opportunity. The yeah. And so I said, I'll give you 2000 a month and I'll sign, I'll give you a check right now. <laughs> and she goes, okay. I write her a check. I don't know. I had literally had a checkbook on me. I wrote her a check, gave her the check, and I went home to 
my... Bro, you didn't think about it first? No, or like, no. come up with a name? And... No, I, I, because I knew Bar Rescue was on and I would just watch, <laughs> I swear to God, I watched Bar Rescue every night for like a week mm. and I just learned everything I need. And then I researched, I bought books on, on, mm. on bars and all that. After you made the decision? As soon as I got home. Yeah, after I made the decision. I hope they're not missing that. Like you, I'm just crazy. They're, oh I'm not, my gosh! I'm not special. I'm just crazy. That is that special <laughs> to make a dis. Yo, you know how? Okay, so I'm sure you've been on every level of selling something, right? Whether right. it's a five hundred dollar website or a hundred thousand dollar coaching class. Yeah, whatever. it's been a crazy ride, you know, up and down to that level. But yes, and I'm sure you've seen. How no matter how low the number is, there are some people that are going to take forever to make a decision. Yeah, well, see, here's the thing: is that you're always making a decision because if you decide to wait to make the decision, that is a decision. So non-action <laughs> is a decision. So you're all see. This is the thing: the universe, time, like time does not wait for anyone, right? Mm. The, you know they say the train waits for no one. Mm. Time waits for no man. Okay, time is is is. You, time can be used as a predator that stalks you or it can be used as a friend that guides you. And mm. the thing about it is, is that you every day make a decision. If you wake up and you say, I'm, I'm not going to do anything today, I'll, I'll think about it. You've made the decision to not act. That is a decision. Mm. So every day you're making a decision whether you like to or not. You're making it. And I, I realized that a long time ago. Um, and, you know, I just, I just, I said, well, Look, look, I got what, 70, 80 years on this planet. If I can't randomly buy a bar during that 80 years, <laughs> why am I here? You know, I mean, life is about being able to just randomly buy a bar yeah, and figure it out where you go. Yeah, you know, learn and, how to run. I mean, you got to understand something. It normally costs you a lot of money to open a bar. This yeah. was, I, I was out 2,500 bucks or $2,000. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had to buy. So, there were some things um, I couldn't use the liquor they had there because there's like a law against that. I had to buy new liquor. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, other things like that. But I went home. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time who used to be a bartender. Or, or I'm sorry, she was a bartender mm-hmm. at the point. I said, hey, um, I hope you don't like your job because I just bought a bar. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I said, yeah, I just bought a bar. She's like, what do you mean you bought a bar? And I told her the story. I said, we need to clean the place up and we need to open in 30 days. And, and you're going to be my bartender. And she was like, okay. And we did it. We cleaned the place up. And wow. here's what I did. I, I, I knew it was, it, was, it was not in a good location. You know how they say location, location, location? Yeah. I say, well, you, you can repeat all the words you want. I'm still going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, um, it was in terrible location. So what I did was I, I had an idea. I grabbed, I bought a... DSLR camera, much like the ones you, in fact, almost the same thing you have here, right? Mm-hmm. I bought a DSLR camera. You know, they look good in low light. And we, we bought our initial order. I, I posted flyers everywhere. I went online. I ran a Facebook ad and I said, opening night, Aqua Bar and Lounge, $20, all you can drink, including top shelf. I know what you're thinking. How the heck do you make money from a podcast? Is David just doing this podcast because he likes it or there's a heavily monetized strategy attached to it? Well, it's both. I really love talking and interviewing people and getting free game from really successful people. But also, um, this is a seven-figure podcast. I'm telling you right now, there's so much money in podcasting and we're early in the space. I really feel like it's 2009 and I'm telling you to buy Bitcoin. 
I'm right now telling you to start podcasting because in five, 10 years, it's skyrocketing. Those are the names that are going to be the ones who have the voices in our world, the ones that start a podcast right now, okay? So I put together everything I know about podcasting in an easily digestible program, okay? So go to podcastersblueprint.com and you know I got to give y'all some love, okay? Enter code social proof. I'm taking 20% off so you can get your voice heard, all right? So this podcast that you're loving and enjoying, there's other people that's going to love and enjoy yours too, okay? Podcastersblueprint.com. Let's get back to the episode. And doesn't make sense then. I, no, it'll make sense in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it sounds terrible, right? So we did that. Half the town came. So here's what I did. I took the camera and all night I had one job. I went around and I took as much footage as I could of the place packed and having fun. Mm -hmm. I took that footage, I chopped it up and I made ads Right now, we, we lost our butt that first night. Of course. We lost our butt. But I had footage of this place looking like the hottest place in town. And then I ran ads and I said, come to Aqua Bar and Lounge, the hottest place in town. And I showed that night. Well, when people saw that, they said, wow, this place looks hopping. And they kept coming, which made it continuously hopping. And so we were busy almost every week. And I just kept rinsing and repeating that. Mm. And so I created the illusion. I, I cheated. And I created the illusion that the place was amazing. And then I used that footage to market it. But because everybody, you know, looked at it and thought it was amazing, they came and thus it became amazing. And it was in the worst location. It was mm. off of a, of a road that, no, that nobody goes on, tucked away in a plaza. But I made it a location. And, and I did that for 14 months. It became one of the hottest spots in town. And then I sold it for a huge profit. And I got out. because. I was getting fat. I didn't like it, um, <laughs> you know, and I was drinking. I wasn't a drinker, you know, right, right. Um, um, and and I became a drinker. And I was like, this is not good. I'm going to take my money and go. I'm going to bounce. How so. did, were you looking for someone to buy or opportunity knocked again? Somebody um, just came I, to the bar. I met a guy named Dave and Dave is a fantastic, he's an amazing man. He's a business broker. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he, um, he's, he, he was like a friend of my mother's. And he's like, you know, if you ever want to sell this place, I can get you a really good multiple for it. I said, well, how good? And he ran the numbers for me. I said, okay, let's list it. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, really? Yeah, you don't be like, okay, yo, this is really, you don't think, like, you don't like think through. I think, I just think fast. You think fast. Yeah. You don't need a whole lot of time to make a decision. Well, no, because, because if you don't make a decision, then you're making, you're making a decision. decision not making right? A decision. You got to keep up with time. You got to, you got time is moving. You got to move with it or it will drag you down the road, bloody, beaten, flopping all around the pavement. Oh my gosh, bro. You have no idea. I had, I told uh, this uh, young lady that works, uh, that's a part of my team, that I needed some more time to make a decision. I was almost, I was pretty positive of the decision that I was going to tell her, mm -hmm. but I said I needed more time. And I said, I'll let you know by tonight. And I haven't even thought of the conversation, it's not like I, I took all day to think of it, but I just told her, I'm going to tell you later. I just got to start making decisions, especially when I, I know the decision I'm going to make. But see, that, that I was just about to say that you already know the decision. So you why just, am I taking more time? Because you want to increase your, your level of comfort to actually say it and articulate it. I mean, th th I, like, ask yourself this question, right? And I'm just, I'm just guessing, okay? But I mean, how many times have you thought about a decision You've taken forever to make that decision, and then you made the decision, but it was the initial thing you thought of the whole time. 
every time almost. Right. So the thing is, is that, and, and I, I've dealt with this in my life where, you know, I will make a decision. So it's kind of like sales, right? I'll use an analogy here. Um, sales is not necessarily like a call where you, where somebody already knows about your product, already aware of your product, they already want your product, but they're getting on the phone to, you know, to have a sales call. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you're not supposed to sell, you're supposed to close. You see, selling is the art of convincing someone to buy something. Closing is the art of, of helping them become comfortable with actually pulling out their credit card and, and making the transaction. Mm. And so a lot of people, uh, I believe, um, and something that I realized that there's a difference between making a decision and taking action. You can make a decision, but that doesn't mean you've executed it. And the gap in between is simply how comfortable you are. And have you ever heard the term, um, get comfortable being uncomfortable? Yeah. So it's sort of like when you go to the gym, right? If you go to the gym and the next day you're not sore, what do you think? It didn't work. You didn't work. But what if you are sore? Then what do you think? Oh, yeah. I worked out pretty hard. You had a great workout, right? So when we start a business, when we take on something new and we feel overwhelmed, the natural human emotion is to, or the the new human response is to, just like when you touch a hot stove, you immediately, as a reaction, back away. So when you feel overwhelmed, you immediately stop doing whatever you're doing. But the truth is, overwhelm is simply a sign that you're growing. It's a sign that you're learning. And so sometimes when we make decisions, we feel that, uncomfortable state. And we interpret that as, oh, we should stop making decision or we should delay this decision. But that's simply an, a meaning we've associated to that feeling that mm-hmm. is now causing us to take an action. It, it's, it's all about the meaning you give it. Like for instance, I had a client today tell me, you know, Dan, I, I created the sales presentation and um, I'm really depressed because it took me three or four times to get it right. And I said, so, you know, you took three or four times to get it right and you associated, you made that mean you're terrible at it. Well, I can name you a hundred <laughs> people that took 20, 30, 40, 50 times to do it, sure. to get it right. I would say you're pretty good at it. So the meaning to me is that you're really good at it. The question is, are you going to go deep on that? And are you going to, you know, continue to go down that rabbit hole and become the best in the world at it and, and, get, and, and be okay with the feelings of overwhelm and discomfort along the way? Get comfortable being uncomfortable. You might have to invoice me for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a coaching session? Golly. Okay, see, I knew it was something about this bar story that I needed personally. (laughs) I started this podcast, bro, so I get free coaching. It's all the cool people. Dude, that is a fantastic... Well, you're a smart man because that's the same reason I started my new podcast. Same exact reason. You know, because you're you're right. If if, if I say, give me free advice, it's it's like, whoa. (laughs) But I say, come on my podcast and give me free advice. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) It's brilliant. Personal questions about my personal situation. It's brilliant. Helps with other people. (laughs) Okay, so someone comes and buys it. You make three hundred thousand. So yeah, when it was all said and done, and I'm not trying to throw out numbers or whatever. I'm just trying to say most bars in the state of Florida do not make anything their first year, let alone make money and then sell for when it was all said and done. A three hundred thousand dollar profit. How did it feel like, though, like to start a business and sell it? Like, um, well, because you're in your twenties at this point. Yeah, I was like, uh, this was I. I think I sold it in two thousand and four, fourteen, fifteen. 
12, I'm terrible. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Being money for a long time. Dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm bad with bad memories. You know, my right. memories are not so clear. You know, sometimes when you move fast through time, you you drop stuff. For sure. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So you take the money and we do what now? So I took the money and I did what any young kid would do with a lot of money. I made bad investments because I did not create competence around investing. And I lost most of it. In fact, I lost all of it. And I got what was, to. What were some bad investments? Um, I spent $100,000 trying to build a software when I knew nothing about software. And the exact software I was building, Google came out the week that we were going to launch. They came out with virtually the same thing for free. No. Yeah. Um, what was it? What was it? What it was, was like sort of this review thing, like where you could check all your reviews from any website on the internet. Mm. Um, and now there's like a ton of things that are free and it was a terrible, terrible decision. <laughs> um, I played with Forex, lost my butt there. Mm. Um, you know, just did really dumb things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I tried very hard not to scare, to let it scare me off from continuing to play with money. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so it got, you know, it got, uh, actually, it got so bad at one point that my wife at the time and I, we were living in this house that I bought cash years was ago. Was this the bartender or no? No, no, no. Okay. New one. Yeah. Again, through time, you lose things. I'm interested in My girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you between meeting your wife and getting married? Oh, don't ask me that. I have to ask it, you that. Oh, man. That was like two weeks. I knew it. Uh, I knew why it. Do you, I knew it was going to be an answer like that. Because you're a decision maker, oh, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, but I dated tons of girls and I didn't make that decision. Yeah, but it just seems like you when you make one, like when you make one, that's if you a, feel it. That's a great observation going. that I just now. I knew it, bro. I just now. <laughs> and as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, man, he's going to go with the decision maker thing. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and she's a fantastic woman. Great. She's from uh, Turkey, mm -hmm. and she's Muslim, mm -hmm. and I'm American, and you know, a, a, as she would call it, a dumb American. <laughs> and so, but we never had any fights over over religion or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, we just, it was just a cultural. It was very different, very different cultures, mm -hmm. um, and you know. We were married for four years. Um, we just had lunch yesterday. We're very oh good. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We're we're all good. Um, we have lunch with the kid, and we go places with him and stuff. It's all good. Um, but uh, so 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 um, she and and I'll never ever forget what she did. Um, I I opened a laptop and I told her I said because it was bad. We it got so bad. I spent our last few dollars on um, t shirts at the mall. Mm -hmm that said water $1. And then we went and we bought bottles of water and we went out on the side of the road and we tried to sell water bottles to pay our electric because our electric was going to get shut off. From being this hot shot bar yes. owner that yes. sells. <laughs> yes. So I'm on the side. Yeah, I didn't want to get a job. That was the last thing I want to do. I'm on the side of the road. I got a picture of it. I'm on the side of the road. I got $1. She's on the side of the road. She's like, this is crazy. We didn't sell a single <laughs> bottle of water. Not a single. Really? No, everybody thought we were nuts. We, they thought we were crazy. We were crazy. And nobody bought it. And I came home. We can build home. a bar, but we can't sell a bottle of water. Right. Life yeah. is funny that it's, way. It's, it? yeah. Humbling? It, it was very humbling. Yeah. Um, but I have, to, I have to say, we came home, and she said something to me that changed the trajectory of my life. She said, you know, Dan, listen, you're really terrible at managing a business. You're horrible at it. And we don't have any money for you to start another business. But you know what you're really good at? I said, what? 
And I said, thanks for the pep talk. But <laughs> what was, she said, you're really good at, at, get, at, at like getting customers. You're really good at finding a way to get clients and customers. She's like, why don't you just get customers for other businesses and not have to worry about owning a business? Mm. And I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Or why don't you just teach people what you know? It's like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. So that's what I started doing. And, um, you know, I did the agency thing for a while and then I really felt a calling to teach. So I started teaching marketing. I started teaching sales um, and what I learned from books and experience. And I remember um, the first time I heard about a webinar. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah. yeah. So I did my first webinar. And of course, I didn't just wing it. I did. I did. I studied. I read mm -hmm. books. Yep. And um, I, I did the webinar. And uh, my goal, and, and oh, I, I missed the part that you're going to love. As bad as, as it was what I just said, mm -hmm. um, right before that, we got a letter in the mail. This was right before the whole water bottle thing. We got a letter in the mail, a letter I would not wish on my worst enemy. And it said, I R S. Oh, man. Don't use cuss words on this. Oh, yeah. Process, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no profanity. <laughs> now, as smart as you may think I sound with the whole bar thing, I was very stupid because I, I forgot about one critical thing when it came to owning a business, the whole paying taxes part. Mm. Um, and I had hired one of my bartenders who worked at like Jackson Hewitt or whatever to do my taxes. <laughs> and God rest her soul, she died. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I could not get access to um, any of the files. So I was left with nothing, no paperwork, no receipts, no nothing. Um, and she's a very nice lady too. She was doing a very good job. And it was, she just bartender. She drank a lot. It was just rough on her body. Mm. Um, but I basically got a letter that said I owed a quarter million dollars in taxes. And this was when I was selling water bottles. Um, wow. And so, or this was around that time. Um, I, I had started making some money with the agency stuff, but not, not, not enough to pay no quarter million dollars. Yeah. Well, I decided to try this webinar thing and I was like, all right, I'll do the webinar. I'll do the sales. I'll go online. I'll put myself out there. I'll do a sales presentation. If I make 10 grand, I can do that like every couple of weeks and eventually I'll pay it off. Yeah. Well, I did 50 grand. On a webinar? On a webinar. What were you selling? Uh, I sold a, uh, training program for how to do what I was doing for the past year, uh, running marketing campaigns for local business. Gotcha. And then I, to be clear, I did 48. Um, yeah. I talk about this in my book. I did, I did 48 and then I did it a week later and I did 52. So in the Sheesh. course of a couple of weeks, I did a hundred thousand dollars. And I said to myself, I made a decision that day. I said, I don't, I don't care about nothing else. I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a lot of things. But I made a decision that day and I said, I'm going to become the best in the world at what, at whatever I just did. I want to be the best in the world. At <laughs> whatever it. that was, I'm doing yeah. that some more. It'll be great. At and it. since then, I have doubled down. I've spent about $500,000 on my own education. Really? Mentors. Oh, yes. I've spent $500,000 on masterminds, coaching, training programs. Um, I just, I'm about to buy the $18,000 day with Dan Kennedy. Mm -hmm. um, turn that into $25 million. Goodness gracious. Um, even, I hooked up with Myron, bought yeah, his thing, went out, sure. made a million bucks in a day, saw him from stage. Oh, so you got your shield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I got that. I was like one of the first ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, you should see the room 
now. Oh it's, yeah, I know, I know. I felt people. special then, but now. <laughs> <laughs> but from where it's grown, I'm sure it's probably y'all and a, it was like a few of y'all in a room. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah and, it, and he's amazing. It's it's yeah. grown. It's a grow. Uh, it's, it's grown tremendously because he, he knows the stuff. I love sure. to choose mentors that know their stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, let me ask you before you move on. You're spending this money on personal development. And business education. And business education. Are you spending the money? What, what, what has the most value for you? The information that you get that you're trading for the money or the fact that you are investing money, putting money Ooh, in? that's a very good question. Um, I, think, I think it's a symbiotic relationship. The more you spend, the more you pay attention. And the more you pay attention, the more value and action you get. You know, if I if I give you something for free, yeah, you might take action. But if I charge you fifty grand for it, you you're you're darn tootin' gonna do it. You know, yeah. um, so so I can't believe I just said darn tootin', but uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's a profanity filter on this podcast. So it's the first thing that yeah, came to my brain. One word is bad for for now. Yeah, on. I mean, I just went in the white archives of my brain. Um, <laughs> we only heard that word on TV. But, it was but, good. But uh, um, so so yeah, I would say it's 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 you you, you kind of have to have both. They're symbiotic, yeah. and um, it's. Um, but, but see, that you make a good point because I, I killed myself for years selling $1,000, consulting $500, $2,000. And when I learned to raise my prices, I learned a few things. I learned, number one, life is way easier on me. I'm way less stressed. We make way more profit, way less employees. And that gives me a higher ability to serve and do a good job. Number two, you get better clients, clients that pay attention, and clients that take action, and thus get way better results. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, I'll just give you an example. I had a um, j- fantastic gentleman, Jason Phillips, gets on the phone with me, and um, he, he had a bit of trouble with his offer and scaling. He was doing good, though. He was, he was in the six-figure range. He was doing like 150 a month, right? Gotcha. And um, sold a fitness coaching offer. and. Um, this was, by the way, this was well into my career. I was, yeah. I, I built the competence, yeah, yeah, you know? Sure. And um, he wanted to buy a house. And he said, listen, Dan, I got two choices here. I can, I can give you $55,000 to work with you personally, um, or I can put it as a down payment on this house. And I said, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you several questions. And I want you to a- answer them honestly. And if I honestly feel I can help you, I will tell you, and I will promise you that if you just wait a few months, you'll be able to buy a house two, three, four times the size. <laughs> and I asked him the questions and I could tell because I never take money from anybody that I know I can't help. Yeah. So he told me all his problems and everything. And, um, and the guy, by the way, the guy's a fantastic entrepreneur. I, I, I'm not saying I'm fully responsible for any, sure. I, I just helped a little bit. Can but, you tell me some of the questions? Um, it was about, <clears throat> it, the questions were around what his offer was, who it was for, why they wanted it, um, what he was charging, what, what the, um, you know, what infrastructure he had, um, what the result was his clients were getting, what that was worth to them. Yeah. Questions like that. Gotcha. And, and, and so, um, he, he decided to join mm-hmm. and he came on, I believe two calls. I gave him some advice. He never came on a call again. He, um, within two weeks made his investment back. Mm. Four months later, he was at 
seven fifty a month, and now he's about to hit one million a month. So can you tell me what you told him, or what was what was going on on them two calls? What did he get from you? So here's the thing. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon. Okay, we created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. Okay. Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. Did you play golf? Yeah, I'm not good, but... All right. Um, let's say you're really good at golf, right? But you have a flaw in your swing. Mm-hmm. And you get your slice, right? It's very difficult for you as the person who's swinging the club, because the club's right in front of your face, mm-hmm. to actually see where that flaw is. But somebody, even if they're not as good as at golf as you, if they're standing six feet away, and they can see the they whole swing, they can see exactly where it is. So it's not that he wasn't incredibly intelligent, um, or, or that I was better than him or any of that. It's, that's irrelevant. Right. It's that he was too, just like anybody, too close to what he was doing and he couldn't see the full swing. I step back, I look at the full swing and of course I use my experience working with, sure. you know, thousands of people and I saw what the problem was in his offer, in, his, in what he was doing and mainly it was just his offer, yeah. his pricing, all that. Um, and, and the guy is brilliant, right? And so, you know, I, I saw what was holding back that brilliance, at least in my department that I yeah, could help. Because sure. um, like me, he has tons of mentors. We all, yeah. we all do. And so, um, you know, he, he's, you know he's, he, he told me one day, he said, you know, Dan, I just had one or two calls with you, did that one thing and it blew up. Mm. And it was just that one correction in that swing. And, um, you know, he, he uh, I think he's at almost a million a month now. Uh, or maybe he's hit it. Um, but the thing is, is that sometimes it just takes that one little correction. For sure. You know? Uh, but he did buy a house. And it is four I times. Bet. It is four times the size yes, sir. of that original house. That's crazy. So, so the, 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 the 55000 And some people would look at that before it happens. 55000 to change one thing. But the one thing will make you millions. And it's I paid, I paid Myron fifty. Whatever it was, 50, 55, whatever it was, yeah. for his deal, so did I. I went, yeah, I went <laughs> on stage and I made a million bucks. So there's two ways you could look at it. You could say, Dan, you paid $55,000 to attend a two-day seminar. You're crazy. Or you could say, wow, Dan, you turned 55000 into a million. Your answer will tell me everything I need to know about the next 50 years of your life. Okay, let's dig, dig into that. Dig into that. Dig in, because you're going somewhere and I, I, I need them to catch it. So okay. let's, let's, let's so, run it. So here's the thing. Everything in like look, look, if you're a, a different species, right? We live in the third dimension, okay? If you're if you were a second or third or fourth dimensional, like if you're a frog, right? If you're an amphibian, if you're a bird, you see the world differently. Yeah. You don't see it with, you know, you can look up these TED talks that talk about how um creatures are any creature sees only what they need to see to survive. 
Mm-hmm. Right? There's so much. I mean, you can't see atoms and all this stuff. Like, you see only what you need to see, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the biggest thing is, is how... What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal how you view the world and the lens in which you look at the world through really determines your fate and if you can see what others can't see, you can navigate the, the, the treacherous waters of life a lot easier than most. I mean, if you're walking through a hallway 
and you have a blindfold on, what are you going to do? You're going to bounce off the walls. Mm -hmm. But if you take off the blindfold, you can walk unscathed down the hallway and get where you need to go. So I'm going to go deep here. Let's go. Let's go. go. Okay. We're here, Dan. So listen, what if I told you that you were not you? If you told me that I was not me. You are not you. Okay. Most people are not them. All right. So when, when you need some explanation, of course, of course. So when you grow up, right, if you grow up in, I don't know, Alabama, okay, let's take a person A grows up in Alabama their whole life. Person B grows up in Iraq. What religion do you think person A is going to be who grew up in Alabama? Probably Christian. Christian. What religion do you think person B who grew up in Iraq is going to be? Ideally Muslim. Muslim. Okay. And that's just the way things are. It's because when you grow up, your environment really do, does determine the beliefs that, that get defaulted into your brain. All right. And if you never challenge those beliefs, then you live through life with your default programming and you are not really you. You are only you when you challenge, and I'm not saying change, I'm saying challenge, because you, you can either choose to change or choose to validate your beliefs. But if you don't constantly challenge your beliefs, you're just accepting your default programming and you're bouncing off the walls going through life. When you challenge it, you learn more about yourself and you become the person that you were meant to be. So do you know that every person has untapped potential in them? And I'm not talking about some fluffy stuff. We have thousands of years of human evolution locked in our brain. When you actually get out of your comfort zone and you try something new, you form new neural pathways in your brain. Just like when you lift a weight, you form new scar tissue in your muscle. Mm -hmm. Those neural pathways unlock information stored in your brain through thousands of years of human evolution. And you can become a higher version of yourself. You can become a more optimal, refined version of yourself. It's all there. But you see, people go through life if they never push themselves, if they never challenge themselves, if they never take themselves to the limit, challenge their beliefs, you know, push themselves harder. They never form those new neural pathways and they never unlock that potential that has been there the entire time. Mm. And that's when they say everyone is special. You know how some people say, well, everyone's not special. Mm. No, everyone is special. It's whether you choose to unlock that power that's already inside of you so that you can become special. Wow. So when did you realize that you were not you? Um, I realized it, well, it's a slow realization, Mm -hmm. but I started to question things and I started, again, reading a lot of books. um, And I, I, there was a moment. um, I... I used to do air, one of my early businesses was I did airbrush tattoos. And uh, <laughs> you are a renaissance. I know, I, I know. I'm, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> so I was doing like festivals and stuff. And um, one day I got asked to do a private party. Some, some family saw me at like a local festival and said, Hey, we would love to hire you for a birthday party. I said, Sure. Gave him my card. I, I show up, it's like a $4 million house. Jeez. It was. This incredible, I mean, the, I had never seen people this rich in my life. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I, I brought a buddy with me to help and I, I was there and they had these cars and they had a catering. Co- it was, it was insane. Never saw that level of wealth in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my, my friend that was with me 
kind of took it harshly. He kind of had this sort of like, you know, these people suck, rich people, blah, was blah, blah. Was that his thought? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, these people with their, you know, this and that. Like, he was he was very, you know, and, and I, I didn't have a thought yet because I was so overwhelmed. And so um, I had a, a moment to talk to one of the family members, uh, um, the husband. And um, I think he could tell that my buddy was... Like it was apparent. I was getting nervous because I was like, don't mess up this gig, you know? <laughs> but the guy was very kind. Yeah. And he gave me a piece of advice. Um, he said, because I, I I pulled him aside. I said, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to sound like a total idiot. And he's like, okay, go ahead. And I said, how do I do this? How do I, how do I, how do, how do I get rich? Right. And he kind of laughed and he looked at me and I, he says, step one. He said, understand that those who are offended by wealth will never attain it. And believe it or not, I am sitting here with you today, blessed to have accomplished what I've accomplished. And that person who I still know, who I told you about a minute ago, still lives at home with his parents and he's in his 40s. I was about to ask you about him where he's at today. Wow. And I love him to death. He's offended by wealth. Um, I think he's a little bit less offended now since because, he knows me yeah, he and he's seen it <laughs> and he's listened to some of my stuff. Right. But I know a lot of people like that. They're very angry. Um, and, and, and the reason they're angry and they say that people, oh, they must be a scammer. Daddy must have given it to him. It's because if they can admit that that person worked hard and did it, that, that in their mind means that they must have failed. Mm. And then nobody wants to accept that. Nobody wants to accept that they failed or that they've missed the mark or that they haven't done. So they have to associate success with scam. Daddy gave it to them. They did something wrong, et cetera. And that gives them an excuse to be, to be and maintain and stay where they are. Goodness gracious. And now I guess like hindsight is when I was working at the cheesecake factory, um, I guess I had like a blindfold on walking down the hallway and like I was just bumping into stuff, but I I was doing it so long, I didn't, I thought that's what life was like. I thought everybody was just going through the hallway, bumping into stuff. And then I, I found a mentor that kind of slowly takes the broke your state, changed it. Changed it. My awareness to the know. Awareness. Okay. Yeah. The fact that you said um when you were when you were delivering the pizza saying, yo, I'm not the person. Because back then I thought I was. I thought right. I was like, if I just keep doing this, it's only a matter of time. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm talented. But the fact that I think you figured it out a little earlier that, um, that I'm not who I need to be right now. And once you accepted it, then it seems like you start this business, that business, this business, that it, business. It, it unlocked something and, and it just spiraled. And then you ask the guy, you have the fortitude to ask the guy, hey, I don't have this. It doesn't seem like I know how to get it. How ask. do you do this? Exactly. Ask. Well, that, that's the thing. So many people are afraid of, to look stupid. Look, I'm, I'm going to say something that's probably going to offend a lot of people. Let's do it. Okay. What is better? Or Sorry, what is worse? To look stupid or to wake up? at 80 years old in a nursing home and not the nice one, the one where orderlies beat you mm. and ask yourself the question, should I have asked that question 50 years ago, 70 years ago, 30 years oh. ago? You won't Ooh. care that you looked stupid then. So, so, so like, here's a little technique that I do. 
I try to put myself in a future moment that I don't want to be in. So for instance, um, have, like how many times have we, look, everybody has this person. There's always one person that we've, we have an issue with. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member. And we, we get into a fight with them. We don't talk to them for a long time. Mm. Right. Everybody has that, that person. There's probably somebody hundred percent. Right. And so here's what I like to tell people in that situation. Um, because I, I can see how bad it can go. My, my ex-wife, um, she had this issue with her father. And um, she was going to talk to her dad for the first time in years. But then she said to herself, well, I'm going to wait till Christmas. Well, it's not Christmas yet. It was this Christmas. Well, a few weeks ago, um, he got sick. And he had an issue with his brain. And um, due to COVID protocols, they would not, she couldn't go see him. Um, and he's in Turkey. They would not even let a nurse bring a phone in for him for her to talk to him, oh, and he no. passed away. Oh no! Yes, and and they had unresolved issues, and and it was one. I mean, it was her dad, but just me watching that happen. It was one of the most horrifying and painful things to witness. And this is where I I sat down. I re- I went home that night, and I really reflected on it. And I I said you know, I don't want this to happen to me and I don't want it to happen to anybody else. There's got to be something I can do, something I can come up with. And so I, I thought of this and I said to myself, what if you think of somebody, as we all have that person, that you haven't talked to, right? Yeah. You take a piece of paper, you take a pen, and you think, if you, if, the, if you got a phone call that they had 24 hours to live, write down what you would say to them. Write it down. And then pick up that piece of paper, grab your phone, and call that person right now and say it to them. This is hitting so hard because, like, I'm having, like, I'm having issues. Like, there's some conflict in my own family, right? Where, and they're a little older, right? So I see the conflict, and like, I can't wait until this interview is over so I can text my, I say, yeah, not, you know, I don't put it out there, but I'd like text and say, if the person that you've known your whole life had 24 hours to live, what would you say to him? It surely wouldn't be, I can't believe you did this and that and this and that. At all. You're right. You're absolutely right. And just write, write down what that is, pick up the phone and say it to them. After I made a post online about that, it blew up. Like a lot of people were like, wow. And, and I knew I had hit on it. And, and then I said to myself, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So you know what I did? I called up my mother <laughs> and uh, I, I, said, I said to her, because, you know, I always, had, I always had this thing with my mom that she was a bit hard on me when I was a kid. Mm. And I called her up and I, and I think she always got the, the sense that maybe I thought she was a bad mother. And I don't think I ever took the time to articulate that I didn't think that. So I called mm. her up and I... I fully and completely articulated that to her. And I said, listen, if you, I I know I probably said some stupid stuff to you when I was a kid, but that's because I was a stupid kid. But as a grown man with a much higher level of awareness right now, I want you to know that everything you did made me the man I am today. And if you hadn't done it, maybe I wouldn't be the man I am today. And I want to thank you for that. And I want, I need you to know that I don't think you're a bad mother. In fact, I think you're one of the best mothers in the world. And I I immediately called her and said that. And so like that drove me to do that. And mm. I just, I try to, you know, 
this, it really sucks that we have to see something or we have to go through something before we take an action. For sure. And then sometimes it's too late. And I just, I feel like there's too many people. Like, look, I love business. I love teaching people to make money. I really do because it can change your life. But at the end of the day, I believe there's a lot of people out there, myself, perhaps you, perhaps a lot of people that can really serve and fit. Like entrepreneurs are smart. Mm -hmm. We can solve more than business problems. Sure. You know, we can put our heads together and figure out. Because look, at the end of the day, private, if you want to change the world, private industry is the only way to do it. You want to make vegan, if you want people to go vegan, it's not going to work. You're not going to stand outside on the side of the road. I, I was out in St. Pete last night. There was people holding up signs, screaming at people at a restaurant. And the whole time I'm thinking, that's not going to, that's just going to annoy those people. <laughs> you know what's going to fix it? Opening up, being an entrepreneur and opening up and making vegan food popular, which is what yeah. they did in, in many cities. Now yeah. it's super popular. Like sure. private industry, government can do whatever they want. Private industry, look at Elon Musk. You, you want to, you want to, help the environment, make electric cars popular. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like that, like, you know, now talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like take it upon yourself to, to, you don't have to get elected to public office. You don't have to, you, you can change the world through private industry. It's always been. Can you explain exactly what private industry is? I get what you're saying, but just explain what private industry, that term would mean. So, meaning like starting yeah. a business. So, so if you want to start a trend, right? Like think about this. If you want to if you want to get your message out, you have to be able to make money because if you can't make money, you can't hire the people you need to hire and the infrastructure you need to make that message heard and continue to be heard, right? So like look at Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, people, well, if Tony Robbins is so amazing, why does he charge for his seminars? What do you mean? He charges so that he, <laughs> what is he supposed to do? Just sit on a cardboard box on the side of the road and scream really loud? Right. Like he's got to make money so he can hold these events and he can put this stuff out, out there. Look at churches. They take 10% of your income. Why? <laughs> so that they can, you, you know, I mean, I mean, that's more than Tony Robbins asked for, you know, I mean, depending on your income bracket, but they do it for good reason. They do it so that they can have a church so that they can do missions so mm. that they can go. I, I mean, look at uh, OUR, which is a fan, you know, OUR. Mm -mm. Um, oh, they're a fantastic organization. They, there's an, they're an organization that what they do is they raise money and they go out and they go to Africa and other countries and, and, and places. And they, they go where where they sell children as sex slaves mm. and they pretend to buy them and they go in these are like all these are like mercenaries they go in and they pretend to buy them they obtain the child and then they they go they they send in the police in and they arrest everybody oh, wow. and and they free the children right do you honestly think that they could do that, that they could, the flights, and the, they need the money to buy the kids and pretend money. to buy the kids. They need to raise money, sure, right? So if you want to get your message out there, if you want to change the world, I believe, and I could be wrong on this, this is my belief, that learning how to be an entrepreneur and permeate the marketplace and, and with a product yeah. that changes the world, to me, that's the best way to do it. Dan, where are you at in this process of changing the world, your personal journey. I am so glad that you asked that question. I ask good questions. Okay. So here's what it is. I, I started getclients.com several years ago, and I'm very fortunate to have helped a lot of people um, learn how to sell what they know, 
what they do for a premium price, right? I, you know, I explain that. And we, we do that. We, I, I mean, I told you earlier before we started, I got a guy, he sells a course on how to play gospel piano. He charged like a few hundred dollars. Why not just pl- piano, period? Like his thing is well, no, gospel it's, it's, piano. It, well, yeah, uh, not even that. Authentic gospel piano. Mm. He charges, f- I, he, so he used to charge a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Could, couldn't make money, was going to quit. He now charges 5000 We got we, we taught him how to, to tweak that offer to charge 5000 and he now makes 50 grand a month. His name is Vaughn. He's a very nice guy. Mm. And that's what we do. You have a product. You're not charging enough. We teach you how to charge more, get clients, and 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 close those clients. Great. Wonderful. I love helping people grow their business. However, look, I'm going to be honest. I charge, you know, five figures minimum to help with that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a great return. You get it back. You make one sale, one, two sales, you get it back. Sure. But in my thousands of coaching calls, in my hundreds of, of in-person, per, you know, seminars or mastermind events or whatever, I have learned that at the core, people, yes, marketing advice, sales advice, these things do help people, but there is a, a, a deeper thing that helps them. The, the, the will to act, mm. to move, yeah. to take action, confidence, believing in yourself. These are really the drivers behind making those tactics and those techniques work. And I've already made my wealth, you know? I would... If I die today, I would be extraordinarily unhappy with my life that I didn't help enough people. Mm. And so what I did was I started howtothink.com. Yep. And that is not expensive at all. In fact, howtothink.com. Howtothink.com. And what it is, and this is a passion. I'm not going to make hardly any money off this. And I don't want to make a lot of money off of it. But here's what I decided to do. I, I recorded hundreds of five to eight minute, little five minute audios. These are success mentoring audios. And when you sign up, we're starting it at seven bucks a month. You get a five minute mentoring, success mentoring session from me dripped out to our app. We have an app on the app store, all that. It's called How to Think. And you sign up and you get a daily mentoring session from me every day, every single day. Because I believe if you really want to work on your confidence, if you really want to work on your mindset, if you really want to work on your personal development, you're not going to go to a week seminar and get it all done. Because what happens? You go to a week seminar, you come home, you feel good, and then a day later, you're back to where you were. Right. I believe in the law of marginal gains. If you've ever read the book Atomic Habits, the story of how the British, yeah, yep. yep, the British yep. cycling team, they they, they, hired, they were the worst cycling team ever. Yeah. Bad news bears, right? New coach comes in. I forget his name, unfortunately. He comes in. He he has them wear different socks. He has them wear different helmets, yeah. different pillows to get better sleep. He improves their performance just 1% every day and within marginally. And within a couple of years, they became the most dominant force in cycling. They won five Tour de de France's. They they won tons of Olympic medals. They became the dominant force, all because they just focused on getting just 1% better each day. Because if you get 1% better each day, that's compounding interest. That's, it compounds. And so I believe the best way to work on yourself and your mindset and, and all of that and learn how to be successful from within is just five minutes a day, 1% a day. Mm. Everybody has five minutes a day and everybody has freaking $7 a month. <laughs> well, not everybody, but right, most right. people, you know, again, we got to keep the app running. Yeah, right, right. But that for me is a passion project. That for me is something that can help anybody 
Because look, if you have a phone where you can host the app, then you definitely can afford seven yes, months. Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. so there we go. So everybody. Okay. <laughs> and and so, and we, you know, we have a business mentoring upgrade and all that. It's still, it's still very low cost. Sure. But but you know, that for me is a passion project because I don't want to just help people that can afford to pay thousands mm-hmm. of dollars for consulting. I want to help everyone. And so that for me is my new why. That for me is my new passion. And that's so, how you're going to make your your dent on this world. Yes, that. I want hundreds of thousands. Within five years, I want at least 100,000 users on that app. And I want to really, you know, and we've gamified the app. Like if you refer new members, you earn think coins, and then you can use those think coins to think buy coins. Like more that. courses on the app. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to pay for them. You just, you get your little code, you share it, you refer other people to the app. Um, and 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 you you earn coins and you get to buy other content on the app. I, I'm so really, dope. I appreciate that. I, I that really, I, I really just think that a lot of people. And I'm not saying what to think. I'm saying how to think, yeah. how to critically think. I think if the world knew how to think better, we would not be in the place we are in. We would not have a lot of the troubles that we have. And I think people would be happier, healthier, and more successful. Yeah. Um, and and so that's uh, that's my why and my new my new thing. There's a uh, there, there's a kid named Dan who um, who delivers pizza. <laughs> um, just like over it. I mean, just just fed up with life. And you meet Dan in the streets, and maybe you guys are at a restaurant, and he comes over to your table, and says, "Hey, uh, you look really really successful." Um, how can I have all this? Like, I mean, the same scenario that you were in with the guy in the $4 million house, but now you're the guy with the $4 million house and Dan, the pizza guy who just got done running up flights of stairs. And the guy says, I need more condiments. He's not giving me any money. He goes downstairs. What is that conversation like? Oh, wow. That is a really great question. That's a good question. Too. That is a that that's probably the best question I've ever been asked. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you went you, you like went full circle with that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hmm. That's a good one. So he comes up to me and he says, "How can I have all of this?" Okay. He sees your car outside. He sees the car. He sees yeah. So the first thing I would ask him is I would say, "Give me a list of reasons why you can't." Hmm. I want to know every reason that you tell yourself right now why you can't. And I would go one by one through each one, and I would basically show him, show him why each one of those is completely unfounded. Because you, I, I can teach you how to make money. That's whatever, right? But inspiring you to do it is a completely different thing. And you can't do it if you don't believe, you don't feel like you can win. Mm. Right? I mean, if, if we go back to the boxing example, if you don't believe and you don't feel like you can get in there and win, are you even going to get in the ring? Mm-mm. You know, but you, you, you know, you have to be inspired to take the actions, to gain yeah. the competence, to gain the confidence. So I would go through all the reasons why he didn't think he could do it. And I would attack each one, one by one, clear all that gunk out. Mm. That's the first thing I would do because nothing I tell that kid absolutely nothing I tell that kid would would ever help him if I didn't clear that first. If he, so it's almost like you're emptying his pockets with the, without, let's get all these excuses out of the way. Right. So you're left with an eye. 
Exactly. And, then, and the path is clear. Path is clear. If I say, here, hey, I want to get to Albuquerque, Albuquerque, right? Here's the directions. But the whole road is lined with rubble and blocks, and you can't even drive the car through. You have to clear all that. You have to clear all that debris so you can drive down the road and get there. If, if that road is full of debris, I can give you directions. But what, they're not going to do you any good. And the question you got to ask yourself, the real question here is, do I have the discipline and the fortitude to do the hard thing? And the hard thing is to work on myself. Mm. That's the hard thing. And believe you me, I, I am in no way saying that I've achieved any level of personal development that's substantial. I, I, I'd like to think that I, I work this on it. interviewed displayed that you well, have a certain level of understanding. And probably when you're 50, you'll look back at this and kid you are. Right, like, right, exactly, right? <laughs> well, see, that, see, that's a great point because, you know, a lot of people, they, I'll give you one example, right? One thing that kid would say is, well, I'm afraid to put myself out there because if I do this or I do that, people are going to laugh at me. People are going to call me stupid, yeah. right? So here's the thing. Imagine for a moment that you're a doctor and you get out of medical school and you're going to be a brain surgeon, mm -hmm. right? Imagine, now, now you, do you think that doctor, when he gets out of medical school and he performs that first brain surgery, do you think he's going to be anywhere near as good as the doctor that he will become in 10 years after he's done a thousand of those of surgeries? Not. No. But will he ever become that doctor that's done a thousand surgeries as if he doesn't start with one? <laughs> so that's the thing is, is you, you, that's what you got to ask yourself. Am I willing to be uncomfortable and put something out there that kind of sucks now so that it can become great? Because most people, they don't want to put something out. I don't want to put anything out that, that, that's just okay. It's got to be perfect. Well, the thing is, there's no such thing as perfect right? Because if you go, no blade of grass is perfect. There's not even a perfect circle. There's no perfect circle in nature. Really? No. Even a computer can't generate a perfect circle. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. You cannot generate, it, 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 a perfect circle only exists in your mind. There is no machine. <laughs> there is no natural or, or digital perfect circle. It does not exist. So, <laughs> so, so think about this. The goal then, the question you should ask yourself then, how do I get as close to perfect as possible? Well, here it is. Reasonable acceptance of imperfection is far more perfect than the pursuit of perfection itself. Hold on. I got to try to reset it. Okay. Reasonable acceptance, acceptance of, of imperfection, imperfection is far more perfect, far more perfect than the continued pursuit of perfection itself. And so if you are a true perfectionist, you will not be a perfectionist because you literally, it, it is, you are, you are, it's a contradiction in terms. And you understand that you won't get it perfect. Right. So you have to have the discipline and, and be okay with being uncomfortable so that you can put something out there that isn't quite perfect yet, that isn't great yet, so that you can get to the point where it is. You got to perform that first brain surgery because if you don't, you're never going to get to your thousands and you're never going to become the greatest brain surgeon ever. Dang, that was good advice. Dan, yo, the how to think thing, I don't think anybody else even deserves that website. Well, like, no, you, you're you, too kind. You're yo, too bro, kind. Like, this, this is why I bought the domain. It's oh. three grand. I was like, this must be for me. This must be for me. Bro, you are, I, I, I can say that um, I, you are one of the greatest thinkers that I've interviewed. And then I'm not like, you know, like just just like puffing you up, but um, just your perspective on life 
has really uh, inspired me and motivated me. Like, I really, I got so many decisions that I want to make now. As the conversation's going, it's like, there's so many decisions left unmade that if I just, I, and I know what the answers are. You know what I mean? And we oftentimes do. I don't but I, I, don't, I don't think I'm that great of a thinker, but I appreciate the compliment yeah, very I, much so. I think maybe 30 years ago, someone was interviewing Jim Rohn, and they're mm. like, yo, you're brilliant. And he's like, I'm going to come on, man. Just... <laughs> right? But now, yeah. years later, we're like, yo, Jim Rohn, we hail him as one of the greatest thinkers of our time. And I honestly, truly believe that um, that will reveal itself in... I, I cannot thank, thank you for those kind of words. I, I think that I'm meh, decent right now, but I'm okay with that because maybe maybe I will be a Jim Roman in 20 or 30 years. I can see that, that's a tall order. I don't, I don't, I'm not <laughs> even going to pretend to, to make that my goal. But I, 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 and it's not even that I want to be that. It's mm. just I am fundamentally addicted to the continued exploration and dissection of the human mind and how, because at the end of the day, that is the engine that makes all this work. Yeah. This, this phone, this wall, none of this would be here without critical thinking, without yeah. thought. And I think we oftentimes do not, we, we, we take that for granted. Yeah. You know, we just move through life and we don't change the oil. We don't service the engine. And then we wonder why the car runs rough. Mm. Goodness gracious! Like I gotta, I gotta do a uh, interview. I'm, I'm gonna have you close this out with a, with a, like a, a motivational word. But I, I gotta, I gotta pay some bills, and they're really my own bills. So I, this po- this podcast is sponsored by the Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. And let me tell you about the Morning Meetup. So 2017, I started this company where um, we get on a call every day, every morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Um, we have a theme for the month. And every day throughout that month, we're talking about something that pertains to the theme of the month. And we have a book club. And every day we read a chapter, and that next morning, we'll discuss the chapter that we read, and then we'll read another chapter Then every single day. So we got like 500, like it's like over 500 people that join the call oh, wow. every single morning. Every morning? Every morning, Monday through Friday. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. I've got to get you on there. I would that, that I would be honored. Yes, I, I mean like great thinkers, entrepreneurs that are like that are either beginning entrepreneurs or they're trying to get to that next level, and um, that is my affinity. And I'm on there every morning. That's how that's how I'm going to change the world. Wow! That's Through amazing. like the biggest book club in the world in this group that actually gathers every day. Then there's like different parts of the country where they get together, have their own meetups, and don't invite me. Which I feel away, even if it's in Atlanta, because I live in Atlanta. They get together. That, that's a fantastic cool. model. That's really cool, cool man. That's yeah. awesome. Let me ask you, because I want to. Uh, I, I like how you think. My, I was talking to my friend Dawn, and she's heavy in the tech space. Like she's, uh, uh, she's like, she's always like, "Yo, you need to build something," and we do it on Zoom. And she said, "Because you have this model, you need to figure out how to take these people off of Zoom and it be your own technology." And um, it's it's seventy nine dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That's a dollar trial, so you could try it for a dollar if you like it. Great. And it's, you're talking about the book club, the book club morning me up. This whole thing, right? It's, it's, it's one club, company, yes. So it's a dollar and then seventy nine bucks a month. Seventy nine dollars. Right. Yes, correct. And um, how would I get it off of Zoom and make my own? 
so, situation? Well, that's a fantastic question. Um, so I, I mean, this isn't going to sound very profound. So if you were waiting for a profound <laughs> thing, I hired a developer to make my How to Think app, mm-hmm. told him what I wanted, what I wanted to do. I don't see any reason, and I can even give you a connection. I don't see any reason why you can't say, hey, developer, I want you to create this app where every morning there's this broadcast or this live stream and we do this thing. And what they do is they sign up to the app. They pay the $79. They can even find it on the Apple App Store and pay right there. You got to give Apple a cut, but it's worth it because yeah. it, it's such an ease of, For sure. you know, it's so easy to sign up and the retention is high because when's the last time you canceled something you bought on iTunes, you know? Um, <laughs> Hey, good point. Yeah, exactly. You just, you can't even find it in your phone. I don't even know where it is. I, I, I got some bird game or something from six years ago. I don't right, I have right, no right, idea how to cancel right. it. So um, you could do that and then you could just stream there. It seems like a heavy lift to have like people like, kind of, like look at each other in the Zoom and. Well, do they, do they need to look at each other? Is that, oh, is that I like that. I like that vibe of Zoom. I got to rebuild Zoom, I suppose. Well, um, so I decided, and that's a, a, a thing, is video takes a lot of bandwidth. I decided to make How to Think an all-audio platform. Mm. Because, you know, people, they're driving, they're walking, they're working out, they're doing the dishes. Audio is huge. Clubhouse, yeah. you know, that's what gave me the idea. You know, because people are busy. Yeah. They're super busy. Audiobooks are huge. And maybe we can have still have the video, but still have my own little proprietary little app where it's audio and that's a technology. You could do know. the video in the app. It would just be, you know, obviously I, the, the technology to build it wouldn't be that much. It would just be the band, like the servers and yeah. all that. You know, we're getting into nerdy stuff now, but um, I can give you a connection, at least open that door and see if. Uh, Absolutely. You know, but that, yeah. that's, 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 that's the first way that I would, that's where I would start exploring is building your own app. Gotcha. See, I know I'm supposed to ask that question. Well, in the meantime, go to themorningmeetup.com and just enroll. Check it out for a dollar. If you get on there and you're like, hey, David doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't like his coaching style. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like his hat backwards. You can just cancel. No questions asked, um, but uh, we very rarely have people cancel because it's absolutely amazing. So, Dan Henry, thank you so much, man. Um, I got one, one last question. Yeah. Um, I like to make predictions on the podcast. Okay. Um, where do you predict your life, you personally, where do you think you're going to be in the next five to 10 years? Because I want to watch this video five to 10 years from now and say, oh, Dan said he was going to do that five, 10 years ago. Look, I have the video. And you right. actually. Here's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a two-part answer. Okay. I may not give you what you want, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, I try not to. Because you're essentially asking me what my five-year goal is. Not really. Okay, no. So you so so so. Where do you see yourself next five to ten years? I want you to give me the best answer that you that feel I would in your heart me. would give me. Yes. Here's the thing. I try to focus less on where I will be, and I try to focus more on falling in love with the process. Mm. Because you know, if you if you go to the gym and you say, "I'm going to go to the gym because I want to get jacked." and you're not jacked, and you go in the gym, and you look around, and you see all these jacked people, what's the first thing you think? I'm not jacked. I don't belong. I'm ashamed. I'm depressed. And then you stop going to the gym. But if you go to the gym, you say, I really love working out. I, want, I love doing this. This is fun. You don't even think about getting jacked. Next thing you know, you fall in love with working out. You go every day because you love the process. Next thing you know, you get jacked. Mm-hmm. You didn't even want it. 
So I try to, I, I, I'm at, well, I can get into this another time, but I'm, I'm very against goal setting. Cancel it. Real quick. Uh, okay. Cancel it. I don't, I don't like goal setting because you, you set a goal and then if you don't meet it or whatever, you feel depressed. It, it, I find that you accomplish more when you fall in love with the process and you truly mm. love the process. And when you love the process, you get way further than if you ever set a goal because you become so obsessed and so you know, enamored with that process that you become the best at it. And people who are the best at things achieve things way. I, I, I never, I never once set a goal to make a million dollars in a day or a month or any of that. Never. I just said, I want to be a great speaker. I want to be a great presenter. I want to be a great um, influencer. And I want to get as good as possible at that thing. And those things all just came with it. Mm. But I, I'll, I'll tell you one of my short-term goals. I do have short-term goals. I want to get you on my podcast. Oh. I want to get you on the How to Think podcast because I think you're a great thinker. And I think if you came in our studio and you sat down and I could interview you, I think we would have an amazing discussion, oh, just like this was an amazing discussion. This was going to be hard to top, bro. Like, oh my gosh. Like, this try. is life-changing. Yeah, try. let's do it again. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we could, we could definitely... I want to uh, know about how you build... I want to know about how you get 500 people every morning. I, mean, oh, I want to know how you built that. I want to know the whole thing. Say less. We're going to get into that. <laughs> it, would, it would be an honor. Yeah. I'm only, I'm only 40 minutes away. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll give me another reason to come back down here. Yeah. I, I mean, how if you're down here for a few more days, I, we can squeeze it in while you're here. We might be able to do it. Is it on the way to the airport? Are you Tampa airport? Or is it kind of, yeah, Tampa. Yes, it is on the way to the airport. Oh, well, we might be able to do Wednesday. You're literally going to squeeze, you're going to go right by it. We might do Wednesday morning. That would be amazing. Okay. Let me check. Let's talk. Let me, I let, got let's your talk. number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, man. Oh, so so they can um, they can check you out. You were gonna do something for slash social. Yeah, proof. yeah, yeah. I got you. So if okay. you, because I, I, you know, I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people from a lot of different places yeah. uh, in their lives and in their businesses into this podcast. So if you happen to be somebody that sells um, uh, any sort of coaching, consulting, online courses, done for you service. Uh, something like that, and you want to learn to raise your prices, uh, sell high ticket, and and really be able to grow your business, you can go to getclients.com slash social proof. And there'll be, I will only ask for 18 minutes of your time. If you got value out of this, this show, I ask 18 minutes of your time, and I promise you I can fix 90% of the problems in your business in just 18 minutes if you'll give me 18 minutes of your un- undivided attention. There'll be a video on that page, getclients.com slash social proof. It's an 18-minute video. You watch that video. I promise you, it will change everything in your business. Um, if that's not you, then um, you can at least check out howtothink.com, subscribe to our podcast, see this man who's going to be my next guest, <laughs> and potentially uh, join our app and and uh, get your daily dose. Absolutely. So. I, would, I would love to be a contributor, man. So, yeah, we got to um, – yeah, there, there will be a link in the description as well um, if you just don't know how to spell <laughs> – Get, what is it? It's getclients.com slash social proof. Yeah. And then if you want to check out how to think, you can go to howthink.com yeah. and see all that stuff. For sure. We'll, we'll put all that stuff in the uh, description. Uh, Dan, please let them know how to find you and also close this out with a word of wisdom. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram mm-hmm. at Dan Henry. That's pretty easy to remember. Yeah. Um, you know, I got YouTube, whatever, YouTube, Dan Henry, okay. um, all that stuff. But all my social stuff is on getclients.com. Um, but, uh, I will say this, I will say, you know, a lot of times we go through life and we feel, um, unguided, we feel, um, 
Like we don't know what to do next. And we feel overwhelmed. We feel stressed. We feel like we're making bad decisions. Maybe we're making good. We feel a lot of pressure. And I can promise you, um, I can promise you this because a lot of times people always think that the grass is greener on the other side. I have sat down at the table with eight figure and even nine figure entrepreneurs and I've spoken to them and I'm blessed enough to have achieved what I've achieved in my business. That sort of gives me that card to talk to people I wouldn't normally be able to talk to. And I can assure you, I can tell you right now that even if you are making nothing and you're struggling to pay the bills and you're, you're barely scraping by, everyone at every level has problems. We all have struggles. And don't think that those people are perfect. Don't think they have it all figured out. Don't think that they don't go through the same things you do. Because I have, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of problems like anybody else. I've had them when I'm poor. I've had them when I'm rich. Problems don't go away. You cannot control what other people do. And you cannot control things that are outside of your control. The only thing you can control is your reaction to them. Mm. And once you can control your reaction to them and become the master of yourself, you will achieve the highest level of yourself and you will now control life. Mm. Look, you can't close it out no better than that, man. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you follow Dan Henry on all social media platforms. Just follow his journey because he's going to be one of the greats. And uh, do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something. Sweat, blood, tears, go build it. Um, But go back to your community and teach them how you did it. That is the only way our communities grow. We are out of here. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com